Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Look who it is. His Giants took one on the chin on opening day. Dennis is in Yonkers. Dennis? I'm not in a good mood, thanks for that. That was not a good day. But let me, let me, let me... Let me hit you with a couple of off-the-grid ones, and then I'll get to the baseball if you have time. Okay. Um, first of all, I had a, when I did my handful of overnights, oh, I had a couple of beauties. But I didn't have a big do on my board to dump them. I was, <laughs> a couple of those guys got on the air. Oh, man. Hey. That's why Chernoff never wanted me back. It, it happens. I hey, I, I don't know if Chernoff ever wanted me back either, Dennis. I had to wait him out. But big do is so good. I would have, I, with all due respect to the other guys, I would hire him as my personal producer. Uh, that's how much I like him because I thought I've talked to him with when he's done Mark's show too. He's terrific. Um, you, I, I watched your baseball night in New York. Is that what it's called? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Watch it for the first time Monday. I saw the ridiculous promos with the shades and Mary Buckmas. And by the way, <laughs> win sooner than later because he has a short shelf life. You know that. Oh, I mean, he's where, uh, he wears people out. No, you know, but I, well, they know I, they're aware of it. Everybody's aware of it. He got a three-year okay. deal. Plus, he's older now too. It's not like he's. Yeah, you know. yeah it's true. Uh, but you have the. What, my point is, you have the incredible Sarah Langs on. I can't tell. I used to read stuff on the Giant website, and it would be her stuff, like tidbits thrown in. I said, "Who is this woman?" She's like, I mean, she's really good. She I comes mean, up with and incredible and a a, stuff. And I admit, I'm a bit of a chauvinist when it comes to sports. I admit it. But I said, this woman is really good. And then I find out how brave she is, afflicted with ALS, the most insidious disease I think we have out of all the terrible ones. And she's forged, and she just forges on. I had to give her a shout-out because she's unbelievable, and she's great. She's, she's incredible. This is, not a, this is not a patronizing statement. She is good at what she does. She's incredible. I mean, I'll tell you a quick story on that, Dennis. First of all, you're obviously – you know, your heart breaks, you hear that news for Sarah, but you're right. She could not uh, yeah, be. If you've ever been around that disease, she... I, I, I pray. I literally, I'm not kidding you. I pray for her specifically and someone else who a friend of, a Dayton alum cousin of mine whose friend just passed away because of that disease. Nobody, it's, it's, day, it's horrible. But Sarah takes it, uh, you know, head on and she's so strong and she's so good at what she does and she always has a smile on her face, and there's nobody walking the face of this earth that loves baseball more than Sarah Langs. And I'll tell you something else. Omar Minaya, who is now hired by the Yankees front office, when I did shows with him on Baseball Night in New York on SNY, he would say that he wanted to hire Sarah or that he would if, if he were... I could believe it. Yeah, if he were... I forget if he said if he were a GM or that he tried to hire once or something like that, but basically saying that he wanted to hire Sarah for the front office 
And that, I'm telling you, doing these shows with her, she comes up with these stats and numbers. And I'm not a numbers guy at all, but she comes I up am, with some. I am, and that's why it appealed to me. And I read them on the Giants. They would drop on the Giant website occasionally. I, you know what I'd love? I love a five-hour plane ride across the country with her, sitting with her talking baseball. Oh, my that would, God. I mean, She's, be she is the, the best. best. Yeah, oh, she, are you on uh, Twitter next, at all? You should just reach out to her at least and, and let her know you're, uh, you're I, I will do that. I will do that. Um, I don't. I don't want to impose. I, I. She's kind of intimidating. She's that good. <laughs> and you know me. I'm. I'm a ticket. Uh, Russo used to kill me for the minutiae I used to come up with. But you know, that's the way he called it minutiae. Now it's analytics and metrics. She did um, something the other day about the the slider percentage of guys and like. Yeah. I was stunned yeah, to see that I David saw, Peterson. I saw that. Yeah, I'm like, where does she? How does she come up with this stuff? It's unbelievable. She's very impressive, She's Sarah. Very we love having her. And, Smart and brave woman. Yep. Um, uh, you said, second thing, you said something about, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I'm hearing you talk about troughs, and mentioning that you may have troughs in, my, in our beautiful park in San Francisco, which is not the case. I'm not sure if they're in the cesspool in the, in the Oakland Coliseum. And by the way, they came up with two in the eight to beat the Angels 2-1. Here go the Angels on their way to their 75. They stink. Year. They always and, stink. And it's amazing. And there, you know where there were troughs? In the in the best venue for a Super Bowl, out of the out of the four I've seen, out of the five I've seen, and that was the Rose Bowl. Halftime. Yeah, it it got, must have been. It, it must have been Oakland. I think I did correct myself yeah. after that night because I was like, that well, doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I didn't. It didn't make sense that it would be in San Francisco. So obviously, no. it had to be in Oakland, which would Ro- add up. Rose Bowl had them, and halftime Super Bowl, Super Bowl Twenty One. I'm going out. A line out the door, but the trust made everything move fast. I said, look at this. I'm going to miss the beginning of the second half. Well, it turns out the second half is 45 minutes in the Super Bowl, which I wasn't even aware of at the time. So I got back in plenty of time. But it was the trust that did it. So I was thankful for the trust. Interesting. And the yeah. uh, okay, to baseball. Uh, I've heard you a little bit. because I dropped in on your show recently. Mm-hmm. And listening about you talk about the new rules. So, you know, I hate all the new rules because I'm a so-called purist and basically old guy on the lawn. And I, I come around to the three batter minimum. I like that one. I hate the runner on second, but you can compromise putting him on the, at putting him on base on the 13th, you know, play the 10th, 11th and 12 straight up. I thought the pitch clock would be a disaster and I can't believe I'm saying this, but it is really, really good. And, I, and Rob, I, I'm sure Rob Manfred didn't come up with it. Some one of his minions did. <laughs> But Manfred's not smart enough to come up with that. No, 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 Yeah, but don't you feel like the games are being rushed a little bit, Dennis? You, okay, I heard you say about the quality of ball. Here's the thing. You're not, no, no, I don't feel, that's the, I thought I would feel that way. But what I'm seeing, what you're seeing is because of the rapidity of the game between pitches, you are getting guys who don't, if you've ever played ball, and we all have, if you're standing on the bat on your heels, you know, while a guy's throwing balls and hot and all that stuff, you're going to get your defense is going to be awful. The quality of ball may improve because of that. I, I'm amazed. Here's the one compromise I would say. I watched the WBC Japan Mexico. It's the only game I watched because nothing was on that night. Good game. Came down to a one-run game late. A lot of drama. I if it's I, I don't know how much you would play with the dynamic of the game. We could ask Sarah about that. She would know. I'm sure. But uh, seventh, 
eighth and ninth innings, shut off the clock, and you will still have that. You will still have a quick moving sixth inning, right? Because when you when and and you still will capture or encapsulate the drama of the late innings. Uh, you know, seventh, eighth. They and should, ninth. at the very now, least, my my suggestion early on was that they should do it at least for the ninth inning. But then it's like, oh, well, okay. what about the seventh that, or eighth? But something's got to be done because you need that drama, that build up in the ninth or, or in the big situations late in the game where you don't want it to feel rushed. So you don't like you don't like the pitch clock. No, it's not that. I, I look. I'm you, fine. You, I'm fine with a well played, clean, crisp game. How about the fact though that the Giants struck out 16 times, the Yankees struck out 16 times? Like that's not good baseball to me, guys. Teams striking out 16 times. Put no, the bat but I don't on the ball. think that has. You think that has something to do with the pitch clock? No, no, I don't. But I'm saying okay. that even though the game I, was I'll two and a half hours, it wasn't a beautiful game to me because guys striking out all over the place. I'll, I'll tell you what I caught on a re because I try to catch on a replay because I was, you know, torturing myself at the stadium today. So um, uh, I came home and I saw the one play where a lot where a strike was called on McNeil mm. because Alonzo didn't get back to the pit. Now that's ridiculous. You have to use some common sense here. Did you see that play? Yeah, I still yeah. don't understand yeah. it, but Alonzo was taking a while to get back to the base. They called a the strike walking, on McNeil. He was walking back to the base. You can't, you can't, you have to use some common sense when it comes to this. But I think that was Larry Vanover behind the plate, so that explains it. And, <laughs> and they, But it, all in all, I can't believe how much better the pitch clock has made the pace of the game, and I don't think the quality of the game is suffering. Yeah, I think you. there are two different things. And great call, Dan. It's always good to hear from you. Make sure you get back to us. You're right. The quality of the play has nothing to do with the pitch clock. It's two different things. My argument has always been, I don't care about how long the game takes if it's being played properly. If it's a well-played game, we've seen some of the greatest games in baseball history you know, going to extra innings or whatever to take, you know, three, four hours, three and a half, four hours. And I'm fine with that if it's a well-played game. I don't go into the game looking like, all right, let me wrap this thing up in two and a half hours. If that's the case, maybe I shouldn't be watching baseball. It's like the shows on your DVR. If you've got a show that's been sitting on the DVR for a couple of weeks, you're not getting to it. That show's clearly not a priority. Get it off the season record list or the series record list. If I go into a baseball game saying, ah, it better be two hours, maybe baseball's not for me. It's the untimed sport. That's the beauty of Major League Baseball. So why do I want it to be rushed? Now, if a game is played properly, pitchers throwing strikes, guys catching the ball, throwing the ball well, if that takes two and a half hours, 220, so be it. The problem is not generally the length it's how you get to the length of that game. Where you got guys who can't throw strikes, walk in the ballpark, guys messing around, taking their time, stressed out because they don't want to, they're afraid to throw a strike. Those lead to, you know, pitchers being changed and all that crap. Generally, they go hand in hand. Well played game is generally played in a quicker manner. That's why I was talking about the Yankee game because all those strikeouts just drive me nuts. But anyway, the point is, to your point, the pitch clock, and my favorite thing about it is that they don't show it on TV so it's not distracting. The pitch clock clearly has impacted the pace of the games. Let's keep it moving. Let's go. Not enough, uh, not as much wasted downtime. 
the game feels sharper. It fe- you could feel the quickness. It doesn't feel rushed necessarily, but you feel the pace. Okay, let's go here. But it's a very fine line between feeling rushed and having a nice pace. They're trying to thread the needle. Chris is calling from Beacon. What's up, Chris? Hey, good morning, pal. How are you, Chris? Very exhausted. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm, I'm surprised about the pitch clock, that, how much I like it. Uh, one thing, though, I, I think for TV purposes, I think if you're just sitting there watching it, it felt, it felt actually pretty good. It, it felt like the pace of the game was going by quick. But like you're, to your point, if I go to a game, I don't want to feel rushed. I want to enjoy it. I, I don't want to go there where this is going to be over in two hours, 15 minutes that I just, you know, me and my wife and me and my son, $350 on, that I have to be rushed. I want to relax. You know, I don't want to feel like it's just going to go on quick like I'm at a basketball game or something. You know, it's the only sport that's untimed. And it's just, at that moment, it's just going to, I don't know if I'll like it to the game, in the game, if I go there. But on TV, it felt like it was moving along good. Like, I'm watching it, and it, it was f- uh, 5 o'clock, and I think we were headed to the bottom of the fourth round. I'm like, wow, this, is, this game is, is moving I, I actually find myself saying, I want more. See, I'm with yeah. you. When I, especially when you go to games, I used to l- hate going to a game and looking at them and being like, oh, it's the seventh inning already? I don't want to go home yet. I love this. Yeah. And that's where I think it's going to be a problem. When we, you know, but but there's there was way too much wasted time mm-hmm. in baseball. You know, the pitcher messing around, waiting for the signs, going back, fixing his hat, touching the rosin bag, stepping off. Like, that crap shouldn't happen because then with baseball, it's like you're not locked in. With this, because it moves at a a good pace, you're more locked into every pitch as opposed to it being on as background noise or getting up and doing other stuff and just having the game kind of be there for you. You're more, you're paying more attention to it. Yeah, like you know, the, the batter moves out the box every every swing, and he's messing with his freaking gloves and taking the straps. And like it's like it's too much. It was too much, uh, too slow. But like the other guy said, like the the give a strike to McNeil because you know Lonzo didn't get back. He's he's going how far away to get back to first base? And you're just gonna yeah, that they have to adjust something like that because that can come down to like to a to a you know. Changing the game right there. Who knows when that could happen? Ninth inning, and they're and they're you know calling a strike. You know, I don't know. They're going to have to mess with it. But as far as the pace goes, I think it was, I think it was enjoyable on TV wise in a way. But we have, it's day one. We have to see. More, yeah, you know? it's gonna it'll it'll be a while before we really feel the impact of it. I think people are excited about it. I do think it's going to end up being in the long term better for the sport as far as yeah. being making the games more entertaining, more enjoyable. And, and I get it. I understand that. I think there are other things they could clean up as well, but that's a nice start for Major League Baseball. And um, But we don't like change, so we'll, we'll, we have to see. But, I mean, quickly on the Mets, and I have, I have to say something about the Yankees. I have a little beef with you, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the Mets, um, look, <laughs> it was a good win but against a crappy team, but I'm really having a concern already. I don't know what's going on with Verlander. The guy didn't even play a game yet. And this is what you worry about when you're signing a 40-year-old pitcher. Um as far as Degrom, he got lit up today, so I'm not really missing him right now. And um, but you know we have to. We're we're I don't know, man. We're running thin now on pitching, and I hope we don't. You know, I hope something doesn't happen to Scherzer already because he's already having a conservative pitch clock, thinking maybe it's gonna be a little too 
rushing on a pitcher that's going to something nah, like I don't, you can't worry arm, about but. Scherzer. He, I mean, he wasn't yeah. great today, but he can't worry about Scherzer. But, yeah, the concerns elsewhere should yeah. be real. With Verlander, they're trying to downplay it. Bottom line is he had to be announced to the IL on opening day. Like, that's a problem. I know. I know it is a problem. And that, I, I really have concerns, but, you know, we, we have to see how it goes. Um, now, I got beef with you from last night. Mm-hmm. All right, because you took what I was saying out of context. Like I was downing this kid Volpe. Like, listen, I, well, all I was saying is, well, my point of it was, um, look, I'm proud of the kids for getting a, get the call to the major leagues. It's great for him. What I'm saying is, Yankee fans are once again they're just overly doing it all over Twitter, everything about numbers and this. Mm-hmm. They're already putting him in that pedestal with Derek Jeter, and the Derek Jeter tweets, oh, you know, this is great for you know, be a New York uh, shortstop. And they're like, see, yeah, you got. Uh, the captain already endorsed you and all this. They're doing too much. And the thing I worry about with Yankee fans is, like, you know, if you don't have that strength like a judge has to, to, to break records and still get booed and they mess this young kid up originally, that's my concern. Not that I think he's not going to be good or he's not good. He, you know, he may be, you know, the next doorstop. Who knows? But I think Yankee fans are overly doing it. Now, my now my thing, look, now I – I'm not a Yankee hater. You know I'm not. I'm not a Yankee hater, right? You know mm, I, like. <laughs> I don't know about that. So this is what I want for the Yankees. All right, I want them to do good this year. I want them to win 90 games, 100 games. I want the you know the AL East to be over. I want them <laughs> to win it. Yeah. I want them to win that division. I want them to make a run. Sal, this is how much I love the Yankees. I want them to get to the ALCS. To once again have a rematch against the Astros. <laughs> yeah, I know where this is no, going. No, no, and no, no. what do you want to happen against the Astros? Go ahead. No, 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 no. What's going to happen is, you know, I think it's going to be a great series. All right, they're going to finally get there. You know what's going to happen, Sal? They're going to get crushed. They're going to get demolished <laughs> off the top rope, Jimmy Superfly Snooker, leg drop Hulk Hogan. They're going to get crushed. Stay home again. I knew Sorry. I knew where this was going, Chris, and thank you for the call. I knew where that was going. You Yankee hater, you. I will say that the – look, I like Volpe, and I believe he's going to be very good. Let me preface it by saying that. But the hype here is getting out of control. It's always annoying to me. I don't care who, how good the player is and what sport it is. It's out of control. Like, let's just let the kid – it's not fair to Volpe himself. You could be excited about him. You could say you have high hopes for him. But, my God, it, it just doesn't end. Putting too much pressure on him. I know. I think he's going to be able to handle it. I think he's going to be good. But let's let's watch it play out before we anoint. Robbie's calling from Lennox. Good morning, Robbie. Sal, good to talk to you. How are you? How are you, Robbie? I'm good, man. Congratulations on all the success, you know, overnight and then TV and everything, man. So, Thank you. Uh, anyway, all the best, man. I know how much you've worked on this all, all the years. When you were a producer, when I used to talk to you with Steve, listen, mm-hmm. you know, I want to talk to you about the Yankees first, then I'll mention the Rangers, because the Rangers ticked me off like to, to no end tonight. But let's start with the Yankees. Yeah, I know the hype about Volpe, and you're right about playing it out and so forth. But i got to tell you, honestly, it's not good baseball when you watch a team strike out 32 times. Now, here's my question. Was it the fact that it was, you know, Two very solid pitchers on the mound, obviously guys that are aces of their staff. Was it the cold weather? Is it just a fact that Major League Baseball players don't put the ball in play anymore? They're always trying to hit home runs. Maybe Cabrera today swings too hard. All these guys swing too hard. And about the pitch clock, Sal, I I absolutely hate it. I understand that uh, there's some positives to it and so forth. The reason I hate it is because 
to me, it's like make an excuse for young people, millennials that don't have the attention span. Like, what are we going to do with golf? Why do we put golfers in golf carts and make it 12 holes? It's like, I don't mind it. It's a methodical sport. You know, nobody complains about a five-hour tennis match. Nobody complains about a, a car race, you know, that people that are into car races right. for five hours. Okay. So that's my issue with baseball. A player should be smart enough to speed the game up by themselves without all the dilly dallying. That's just my feeling. As far as the Rangers go, can you show up tonight? It's the biggest game of the year. I mean, look, I was, I was not. Look, Patrick Kane is one of my all-time favorite players. He's a great player. He's not what the Rangers needed. The Rangers are too much of an East-West team. All right, I mean, Robbie, come on. They yeah, lost one they game are. to the Devils who were good. They lost 2-1. You're going to start really picking the Rangers game. apart now? Wait, wait a second. Wait, hang on a second. Wait, wait a second. Okay. Here's the deal. All right. Okay. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to the 94 season. Okay. I'm going to go back to the trade deadline when the Rangers fell and then Keenan went right to Smith. He said, listen, we have too many guys that are East West guys. We have too many guys that are soft guys. They have no net front presence. What's the only team that the only line of four checks with any. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing. Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados. Like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo. They are so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Consistency is the fourth line. The kid line was pretty good the other night. They're playing Columbus. Things, there's been, you've got, you have to have some commitment to defense. The Rangers back up over their blue line. They do the same thing. They have the same habits. They overpass. They, they throw too many east-west passes. How many times do you watch Benair and give the puck away and turn the puck off? They had 20 turnovers against Columbus. you got to clean this up. I mean, Igor can't stand on his head every night. I just feel like Tarasenko is a great acquisition, but you didn't need Kane and Tarasenko. They would have gotten more out of a guy like Brian O'Reilly. If somebody down the middle, they're just not good below the goal line. So that's my problem. Against a team like Carolina, they get knocked around. And against a team like the Devils that aren't big, the Devils outplay them tonight. They've worked harder. There's, there's got to be a commitment from the top six forwards of this team to work harder. Panarin's back-checking. And, and nobody's back-checking. All these guys are fading back. You have to have some commitment to forecheck. And I'm hoping that the Rangers will watch the, watch the tape and say, listen, guys, we've got to play ball to go to the goal line. I mean, Kreider disappears half the time. Panarin doesn't want to play in front of the net. Kane doesn't want to back-check. You, have, you can't be like the... You know, like describing the to Eddie before it's the pinwheel and extravaganza with the Charlestown Chiefs. I mean, you can't just play up and down pond hockey. You've got to commit to being a two-way player. And I just feel like that the Rangers don't have enough top six or not. You know, Beak is a very good two-way player, but the rest of those guys to me don't play enough two-way hockey. There's not enough. They play so much in their own zone. They run around their own zone. And it's habitual. It's been going on all year despite their success. I just feel that. There's other teams that are built more yeah, players. That's all. Yeah, I mean, all right, that's fine. I, I think they're, and thank you for the call, Robbie. I think they're going to win the Stanley Cup. How about that? So you could go over all your stuff. This is not 1994. The game has evolved. The game has changed. It's not the same way that it was before with enforcers and all that nonsense. And they tried that, you know, a couple years ago or last year even. You had a chance to get Patrick Kane. You take it, even with Tarasenko.
They lost by a goal on the road to one of the best teams in the NHL. It happens. It's not going to be easy. The Rangers are right there, though. With Igor, with the weapons that they have, I mean, their first four lines are their four lines are solid, better than solid. But I'm saying one through four is solid. Where there's no weakness. Eight seven seven. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Whatever it is you want to discuss on this Friday morning. Eight seven seven. 337-6666, Sal Akata on the fan. I don't usually bring stuff like this up, but I got to do this. There is a video that I just saw from John Boy Media tweeting out uh, a little while ago that, uh, did you see the zoo, a proposal at the Dodger game at Dodger oh, Stadium? God. Did you see it or not? I, I have not seen it. Dude, you, you got to see it. So go to John Boy Media. I mean, I, I don't think he was the originator of this, but I saw it uh, from him tweeting it out or from John Boy Media, whatever, the, the company tweeting it out. So some guy, some idiot, hops the, the rail or whatever at Dodger oh, Stadium. You saw it? I'm watching it. You Okay, you, so you're watching it? What a, what a dweeb. Dude, so this guy. Oh, yeah, there you go, Zoo. You guys got to see this. This guy jumps the fence, goes on to the field, runs out there, gets down on one knee, and proposes to his girlfriend or whatever. First of all, it's just a lame move to begin with. Second of all, you're doing it on the field, you idiot. Like, you're, you're not allowed to be there. So he jumps on the field, which you know what happens when you jump on a field. He gets down on one knee, goes to propose, and the video is showing the guy on his knee. It cuts to the girl in the crowd cuts back to the guy on his knee who's sitting there with a smile on his face, one knee with the ring out. Happiest moment of his life. Happiest moment of his life. And then, boom, closing speed from one of the security guards who put a lick on that dude. I'm talking perfect form, textbook tackle, almost maybe leading with the head. But he be- he destroyed him. He would have definitely got a flag on that play, that security oh guard, for sure. Oh, my God. It was so great. That guy, he should be hit like that. You shouldn't run on the end. Security guy's just doing his job. This idiot pointing to his wife. Oh, here we go. Down on one knee. What would you think was going to happen, you dummy? I love that, though. Oh, did you see the security guy out of nowhere leveled him? Dude, that's a ferocious hit. Great hit. Anyway, you guys got to check that out. It's hilarious. 877-337-6666. Paul's in Hamden, Connecticut. What's up, Paul? I can't. I'm still laughing, dummy. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, I, uh, oh. Yeah, hey, come right. on. This is like 2023. You're not um, getting away with it. His hat goes flying off. I mean, he got <laughs> drilled, this guy. And he deserved it. Of course. I wonder if he's still going to get married to him. Yeah, right. right. Uh, I guess it's a memorable story, but, I mean, my goodness. What are her parents thinking? Oh, Um, I just saw another angle of it. Oh, man. um, I I love the buildup and the people in the stands. You you know what's coming because you see it, but yet this guy didn't even feel it coming. He just got drilled. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. I mean, I better read a fan for a long time, so I mean, what they lost by one goal, and you are spot on. Four lines, all right, Igor, all right, and how about this? How about the uh, to beat Carolina last year, right? They were one game away from the conference finals against Tampa, and they only got better this year. Igor performs like he did last year. 
I mean, we're going. And like I say, you talk about the kid line, and there's no kid line no more. They're in their upper 20s. They're doing good. And the fourth line is the checking line. And, I mean, we got Kreider. We got Panarin. We, you know who we got. And I know the last call, he's like, oh, we so negative about the Rangers. And, you yeah. know, by the way, so I was at the Stanley Cup Finals in 79 when they played Montreal, right? And they won game one. They lost four in a row. I sat hmm. four or five in the blue seats. And I've been a Ranger fan that long. And I totally agree with you. This is the year for the Cup. You know, and... I really do. I've been watching them from day one, and I'm telling you, I hope to God that this is the year because they're long overdue. They're long overdue. I do feel, Paul, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Ranger fan, and thank you for the call. I really feel like this is the year. They have all the pieces. You can nitpick their game all you want, like Robbie and Lennox did. They have all the pieces. Shesterkin could be the best goalie in the game. If he does that, they are going to be tough to beat. Now, the Devils got them last night. Look, anybody, the Devils, the Bruins, the Canes, they're all going to be tough to beat. But I really do believe the Rangers, over the course of a seven-game series, I mean, look, Boston, how can you sit here and um, logically pick anybody to beat Boston. They've been by far and away the best team in the league. Hard to logically pick them. But you know what? Sometimes sports results are illogical. I'd be terribly disappointed if the Rangers, you know, they went all in to win the Stanley Cup. I just get the feeling they're going to do it because they've gone through adversity this year. They've added the right pieces. Shesterkin's gone through adversity. I really feel like this could be their year. Carol is in Pearl River. What's up, Carol? Hey, Sal, how you doing? How are hanging you, Carol? With the double dip. Good, you hanging in with the double dip today? Uh, barely. I mean, I got to admit, I'm I'm on fumes right now, and unfortunately I got, uh, you know, two and a, three and a half hours ago. Okay. Well, I was uh, I was at the Met game today out oh, in uh, Miami. Oh, and are you still there? Uh, I'm in Florida, yeah. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, okay, that's nice. Yeah. Yep. So, um... And I just want to let you know that uh, I, that was one of the biggest crowds they had. Uh, Steve Cohen was there, was there with the seven line. Steve Cohen came, uh, hung out for a few minutes down the right field line. It was 2,000 of us there. And uh, pretty much outnumbered their fans two to one. Yeah, I saw it. You could see on TV Steve Cohen hanging out with the seven line army and all the Mets fans and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, we know the Marlins fans aren't packing that ballpark. No, not at all. Not at all. Nope. But um, I also wanted to tell you about um, Sarah Langs. Uh, with the other caller said, I just want to echo everything she said. Uh, great to see her on when she's on uh, Baseball Night in New York. Um, smart girl, gracious. Uh, yeah, she love does, to hear she her does, give it a stack. Yeah, she does a great job with the numbers. And thank you for calling, Carol. We appreciate you taking the time to give us a call. She does a great job with the numbers and you know brings uh, a different perspective. To the panel. So it's always fun having her on. We appreciate you watching. Yeah, I wish I could have gone down there this weekend in Miami. I haven't been to that ballpark yet. This would have been a good opportunity to go. I just can't. There's too much stuff going on at home. I went to Port St. Lucie a couple weeks ago, as I've talked about many times here. So to tell my wife, and I actually tried to get my wife to go down, but we couldn't, it just couldn't make it work. With the baby, we you know, have to take the baby down, and then the baby doesn't really do well at the games. 
It would have been nice. Zoo, why didn't you go down to Miami this weekend? You could have had a blast down there. A little Mets, Marlins. Have you been to that ballpark? I have never been to that ballpark, Yeah, no. it's such an easy trip, too. I know. It's just a, you know what it was for me? It's uh, every uh, just behind the scenes. Yeah. Everybody's in Vegas this week. So. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. That's right. The John Jastrzemski bachelor party has everybody off. Yeah. How many? Yeah. Are you doing doubles and stuff? Are you... No doubles, up? but uh, we're just, you know, we're, we're, we're uh, making it work just, without everybody. Need me. So who are we down? Fleegs? Fleegs. Loogie? Uh, Rosie. Rosie. CeeLo. Right. And that's it? Uh, I think Rascona's here oh, Rascona. today, but I think he's leaving today. Okay. So, so I th- he's gone essentially this weekend. Okay. Wow. That is going to be some crew out there. Oh, bro. And then plus, I uh, mean, everybody else. I think McKeon might be out there. McKeon? Is he in that group? He's friends with JJ? Yeah, he's buddies with JJ. I think from I think I think they know each other from the Staten Island world. Wow, okay. Yeah, all right. So so we need you here, Big Zoo. I know, but always need me. Man, Miami, it would have been uh, a weekend. I need to just check that ballpark off my list and why not opening weekend against the Mets. Now if I go this year, it's not gonna be against the Mets because I don't think they play the Mets on a another weekend coming up. They don't, right? I don't believe so, yeah. no. Yeah. But, I mean, here's the thing, though. If you go at a different time, you're going to end up being able to get in there with, I don't know, like 4,000 people. You're going to have the whole ballpark to yourself, bro. That is a good point. And I don't really, even though I go to all these different ballparks, I'm not following the Mets to all of them. If it happens to work out, great. But I could just go there. I'm, I'm not going for the Mets. I'm going to see the game, the, the ballpark. I'm going to see the, the different ballpark. Exactly, and especially since it's Miami. Like, listen, Oakland, they get terrible attendance, right. too, so you'll have a whole section of yourself. But in Miami, it's a fairly new ballpark, so you're going to have decent amenities. Like, I would I would go there even if the Mets weren't playing. Yeah, maybe just take a weekend. And that's a spot. See, the reason why I thought it was a good spot, too, is because my wife would be open to going to Ooh. Miami. It's just with the baby, it makes it a little more difficult. And plus, truth be told, that I spend 90% of my time working. Working. Well, you do the math. Are you good at math, or no? Uh, I'm pretty good. All right, so there are 24 hours in the day, right? Yes, sir. So let's play this game here. 24 hours in the day. If I am sleeping for six of them, we are down to what? 18. Okay, so far so good. If I am then... Working for, let's see, if I leave my house at 2 p.m., working includes the commute because I'm just talking about out of the house. I think that's a fair point, by the way. Okay, so from 2 p.m. till 6 a.m., you know how many hours that is? That is 16, or uh, yeah, 16 hours. Okay, so that leaves two hours that I am home times five because it's five days a week, right? Oh, man. Two, so if I am, and wait, is it five days or is it four days? Anyway, because uh, if I do Friday, usually a little tomorrow after, or today, later on, I have to work later. Because, uh, you know, I got the BNNY stuff. So Friday, actually, Friday night, generally, not this week, but generally, I get home at 8.30. So that's... Maybe save a couple hours there. But roughly, let's just say two times five. What's the math on that, Sue? Yeah, 10 hours. Right. 10 hours a week... Monday through Friday, with my wife and daughter. Now, in, in those in those 10 hours, you are not factoring in gym time, which I kind of like to do because it's important for me to be physically, mentally healthy. And my wife will say, you're worried about yourself. You need to, Well, yes, I am, but 
those are two hours that I should be spending with them. The other thing is I also have to get ready, haircut, shave, shower, all that stuff. So you're even dwindling it a little bit further. Point is, if I'm away for all but 10 hours, Monday through Friday, there's no way I can justify going to Miami to see a ball game on the weekend. There's just no way. I mean, no shot. Right? Yeah, that's got to be that's got to be a trip you're taking the wife down to. You you got to bring the whole family on. When that you one. when it's when it's broken down like that, you see the full picture. Oh yeah, it's it's a brutal one. There's, I mean, there's no there's no way around it. Like it's bad no. enough as it is. So generally the weekends are dedicated to my wife and daughter. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Salakata on the fan. Scott is calling from Buffalo, New York. What's up, Scott? To, uh, that stadium, Marlins Park, real nice. And when, actually, I'm, I'm a Mets fan. I'm, I'm another. I root for the Tigers also. But I was down in Florida visiting hmm. my relatives in the, um, the suburbs of Fort Lauderdale. I went down there. I saw uh, Scherzer pitch actually for the Nationals. There was nobody in the park. I sat three. I sat three rows up behind the plate for twenty dollars. Yeah, I, that, that's the. And, you know, you realize you go across the country and go to some of these ballparks. Now the Marlins may be even cheaper than others, way others, uh, way cheaper than than others. But it's totally different than it is in New York when you go around to other cities. Oh yeah, as far as the cost, paying, you're paying a, a big fraction less than you're paying in New York. But the reason I'm calling, so, so we can't find with these these. Um, owners and general managers beg for starting pitching. We you get to ninety pitches, everybody is up in the bullpen. You walk two hundred plus innings, you're considered a workhorse. And you're gonna and when it comes to mechanics, these guys are a quarter of an inch off. You can blow out a rotator cuff, an ACL. What are we doing with a shot clock? Uh, Excuse it is yeah, like a shot clock. clock. Yeah. It's like when I used to go. To, it's like when I used to watch the Knicks. When Reggie Miller would be Reggie Miller would be trying to shoot one at the buzzer, and I'm smacking my head for a 24 second violation. This is crazy. Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but to me, just it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment with the pitch clock. It, it didn't impact, or at least you know, I, I know the one play with McNeil and Alonso. I didn't feel like it impacted either the Mets or the Yankee game. The two games that I watched, even I watched a little bit of the Texas Rangers and Phillies game. I didn't feel like it had a significant impact. And we're talking about it. It's a talking point. I know the broadcasts talk about it a little bit. But I I hope eventually it just goes away and it's less noticeable or less impactful as it may seem now. Now, what's going to happen to the one pitcher who actually, like, gets rushed a little bit and blows out his arm or something? The manager, the GM, everybody and his mother is going to be be upset about this. This is... This can't end well. Somebody's going to get hurt. Well, the the fact that you're right, the fact that you would, you know, they do all that they can to protect pitchers, and now they're going to rush the pitchers with this pitch right. clock. E- eventually, if somebody's not ready, you know, and maybe forces the issue and, and wants to get that pitch off, he gets hurt. Yeah, maybe maybe it'll turn into a problem. I can't imagine this. The repetitiveness, the quickness of it, is healthy for a pitcher. Right, I mean, you you'd think time right. in be, longer time in between pitches should be healthier. I would think to preserve right. the arm. Yeah, you you would you would expect that because you know your arm needs to like we're not wind down, but it needs a couple of seconds to react again to you know getting back on the mound and throwing another pitch. I mean, what is I mean, is there going to be bench? Do, do the players actually see the clock? I mean, is that going to be an issue? Like, 
Are fans going to be seeing the clock at Yankee Stadium with yes. sales on the mound? Yes, if you go to the games, I believe there are two clocks in center field. I guess all ballparks are probably different, but they were talking about it today, that there were two clocks in center field and I think one or two behind home plate so the players can see it. You know, the batter's got to be able to see it. The pitcher's got to be able to see it. The broadcast crews could put the camera on it, but it's not going to be aired on TV. And when you go to the game, you also can see it, depending on where you're sitting, obviously. If you're sitting behind home plate, you could see it out in the outfield. And if you're sitting in the outfield, you could probably see it by home plate. Well, here's another question. Do the, um, can the managers challenge how long that takes to get a pitch off? I don't believe so. Because that could call. You could have a bench-clearing ball with, with gamesmanship right there. Somebody gets you know ticked about you know thinking that's not right. And you could have a problem. I, I'm just, I'm just thinking of things that could go wrong. I mean, this is, you, you, this is a real fine line here. <laughs> like I said, there's not enough good pitch. You can't get a quality starting pitcher in the major leagues and free agency for less than ten million dollars. Yeah. Now you're putting a time limit on these guys. This is, uh, this could not end well. Right, I, I trying to speed it up a little bit. You're right, Scott. That's the one thing. And thank you for the call. That's the one thing that could be a major problem if somebody gets hurt because he felt like he was rushing it out there. But you would hope that if he felt to that extent a pitcher was rushing to a point where he might get hurt, you would hope that he just wouldn't throw the pitch. Take the ball and move on. You know, the, the ball as the count goes. Dan is calling from Colorado. What's up, Dan? Hey, so um, Sal, I had called once before, told you about getting Dave Veers, the guy that hit uh, Jay Payton uh, in my basement. And, uh, uh, you know, two things that came up today. I uh, listened to Turk Wendell uh, on the uh, the Mets podcast, and God, you know, he's also another local guy. Um, I, what what a great guy! But watching the Met game today, all of a sudden on SNY, you showed up on a commercial wearing these sunglasses, and I have to tell you. Even me, who's seen you before, was like, wow, those look perfect on him. And I'm a man of about 210 pounds, mm-hmm. bald guy. Uh, what were those sunglasses? <laughs> I, I honestly don't even know. My uncle bought oh, them for on. me. You oh. can't do that. You can't. I called in because I need to know. I thought they were, they're not Oakleys. I looked. No, they're definitely what? not Oakleys. I mean, I'll try to uh, get the info for you. I, all I can tell you is where I got them. I, my uncle bought them for me while I was visiting him, not last year. Uh, actually, yeah, last March. We, when my wife and I went down there with our daughter, hung out with my uncle, and he bought me those glasses. We just happened to see them in some kind of like shop uh, down the, the street in Fort Lauderdale, and we were trying glasses on, and he bought them for me. I don't know what make they are or whatever. It was just some kind of, I don't think it's too fancy or whatever. And that's it. Well, well, all I can tell you is I've spent $300 on ski sunglasses. I love that. They were great. And they were so, like 50 bucks and I use them every day. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So please just remember, I listen to you all the time. I think you're great. Um, I just, you know, uh, please just remember to, I will hear it if you say it, uh, but but one other what I I just I left the Met game today, mm. just not feeling like so like impressed or I, I am a huge Met fan. You come to Colorado, you want to notch Coors Field off your list. I'm the guy. 
to get in touch with. I did I already. I did already, Dan. Where okay. are you? Yeah, a few years ago I went there. And I went to Red Rocks, too, just to hang out and see the venue. No concert. Uh, well, yeah. You, well, I, I saw you two do a bloody uh, Red Sunday there. But, but you know. I don't know they, what that means. Oh, uh, well, well, you two. Oh, when they oh you too. Oh, States, oh. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, under a blood red. red I, I thought you were saying, you know, like talking about me and Zoo. Like, oh, I saw you two have a bloody Sunday there, and I was like, what oh is that? God. Some if, sort if, of drink or something? Were, if you were with, if you were with Zoo or Lugau, I would have been in heaven. Yeah. But uh, did you like? Are you feeling ready for the match? This like, I just. And I'm ready. Yeah, Dan. Here's okay. the thing. Okay. You, you gotta you gotta be excited about this team. I get and thank you for the call and I appreciate the support. If I remember, I'll try to figure out what make those glasses are. But it's just a style. You could find glasses that are like that. That uh, bigger. Um, I don't know the bigger style. I guess. Anyway, the Mets are a good team. That's what I was reminded of today. Despite the ending last year, they're a good ball club. One of the best teams in Major League Baseball. Even with the Diaz injury. Even with the bad news about Verlander and having him go on the IL. Mets are a good ball club. They're going to be in the postseason. They're going to win a lot of games. And they're going to improve their club at the trade deadline because the owner will spare no expense. So you should be excited about it. Jimmy in Jersey City. What's on your mind, Jimmy? Good, my man, Sal. <clears throat> you enjoyed your opening day at the in the Bronx? Of course. I told you. Yeah. Uh, be, you know, we'll get off tonight start like we did last year. Hey, you do know uh, that uh, Marlins Park was built on top of the old Orange Bowl, right? Was it? Yes, it was. I didn't know that. Yes, it was. I used to live right down the block. I think I might have driven past the old Orange Bowl once or Listen, twice. Listen, when you go down there, you don't want to stay in Miami. You want to go to either a half hour to Fort Lauderdale or a half hour to South Beach. Where you, where well, your Fort Lauderdale is not a half hour, is it? Yeah, from the from right where the Marlins area is, about a half hour each way, either South Beach or to Fort Lauderdale. The Marlins don't play in downtown Miami? <clears throat> nope, they play uh, in the old Orange Bowl. They're playing like in almost the business district area. You'll see. It's got uh-huh. a whole big, tall buildings like Manhattan down there. Oh, okay. Oh, that's my stupid phone. I used to live right down the block when I was a kid. That's how I became a Dolphin fan. Yeah, well, I mean, I figured that as I heard you say that you used to live there. I was like, oh, that's how I became a Dolphin fan. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to stay in a Miami area at all. But uh, anyway, he had a call before, so I just want to answer him. You know how I am, being a Yankee fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, sounds like you're a little jealous that... Beatty and Alvarez didn't do what Volpe did. And uh, you're a little jealous there. And, Chris, if the Mets would have won one more game last year, you would have won your division like the Yankees did. And maybe next year, this year, you might win more than one game with a wild card. Maybe you win two. And then you'll get eliminated again, Chris. But and then, and the then, you wonder why, then you wonder why, Jimmy, why Chris uh, hates the Yankees. Well, I had to answer no, no. That's why Yankee fans hate the Mets. Well, what? He didn't, he didn't call you out. He was just saying he hated the Yankees. Nope. That's his problem. That's not yours. But I'm a Yankee fan. You know how I am. I got to stick up for my Yankees. Yeah, I got to stick, stick up for you. Well, I mean, what do, what do I need sticking up for? What happened? Well, you know, in case anybody bothers you. you know, I, well, know I appreciate that. I know, Zoo's, I know Zoo's a big guy. I'm a big guy, too, but I just have to help you out. You got my back, all right? I appreciate uh-huh. it. And maybe hey. I have to hire you for security detail at some point. When are you doing the Meadowlands again? Uh, good question. I don't know. I was actually thinking about that today, and thank you for the call, Jimmy. I was actually thinking about that today because the draft is coming up in April. 
And I was like, oh, I wonder if uh, they're doing a draft show again. But I don't know if that's going to be the case. So uh, I'm sure you'll hear about it on the air one way or another if, in fact, uh, we do do one of those draft shows. But that was uh, last year we did the, the show from there. Remember, too, the Jets and Giants had top picks. That is not the case again this year. So I doubt it. But uh, that was the, the reasoning for it. Anyway, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. We're going to do some baseball coming up on the other side with Adam Burke of VSIN. So we'll go around the major league, see what's in store for this upcoming 2023 year. And now that we have uh, opening day in the books. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.